Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of your Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast with the Fans First Sports Network. I am co-host Ed Kratz, joined by my co-host John McMullen. It is a bye week for the Philadelphia Eagles. It is Saturday. There is really uh, just kind of a relaxing weekend, really. There's nothing to pay attention to. The games of the week, Giants at the Cowboys, that's a stinker. Um, <laughs> Tommy DeBito, you're not excited to see Tommy DeBito play quarterback at Kratz? I'd probably be more excited to see Danny DeVito play quarterback, but, uh, <laughs> you know, what, what are you going to do? I guess Tommy's the next best thing, but, you know, and then you have the commanders out in Seattle. That's, that's kind of an interesting game. The Eagles have to go to Seattle later. And I think the biggest game for the Eagles this weekend is probably the, uh, lions at the chargers. Chargers. So, yeah. Lions one of the right few, there. uh, Few games the Lions could lose, so that's a big one for I think Eagles fans. Uh, they need the Chargers to win that game. Yes, it's all about that number one seed, and I think Detroit's going to be relevant. They have a much easier schedule to close the season. Yeah, and they're six and two. A win gets them to seven and two, so they're right there on the Eagles' heels. And you know, we were in uh, Detroit last year, and boy, was it loud in there. I mean, that is a Definite yeah. home advantage. So if you're playing an NFC championship game in Detroit, you know, that's going to be a handful for a, even a battle tested team like the Philadelphia Eagles. But, you know, there's still miles to go in this season, of course. And uh, before we turn the page and look ahead to what is a very difficult and challenging schedule for Philadelphia over these next five weeks, 
Uh, John, you wrote a great piece on you handed out some uh, first half awards to the Eagles, and uh, we can go through that. You handed, uh, let's see, you started with the uh, first half MVP. Um, who'd you take and why? Um, I, I I took Jalen Hurts for obvious reasons. I mean, I I, I think the, the sort of the modern NFL game is, you know, basically made that a quarterback award. So in, in general, if you have a good quarterback, he's obviously your most valuable player. But I also think Jalen Hurts has played at a tremendously high level. He's in the legitimate MVP conversation again. I think he's second or third currently if you look at the betting odds. So he's right basically where he was last season. But, man, at some point, you know, when you win 25 of 27 regular season games, and that's what the Eagles have done with Jalen Hurts as a starter, There's there I, I don't believe in wins and losses uh, as a quarterback stat in general. But when you get to that level and that sample size, you know, Brady's done it, Manning's done it. Uh, Montana, and I think Jim McMahon is the fourth. Jalen would be the fifth. Correct. That's pretty impressive company. So, I mean, and, and think about the two games they lost, Ed. Uh, Washington last season, I believe they were minus three in turnover ratio. And the Jets this season, they were minus four. So even the games they lose, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot when Jalen Hurts is out there. That, to me makes him the most valuable eagle yeah no question i it's hard to say no to that i mean he uh listen what he's doing he's becoming a pocket passer too we've seen the kind of the evolution and there was talk you know on some of the sports talk radios that he was regressing you know a few weeks ago saying he's regressing as a quarterback and i said i think it's because he's learning how to play more from within the pocket and and, and that's something we're seeing and to his credit He's doing that, and he's completing a career high right now, almost 69% of his passes. He's been over 73% in the last three games. You know, he's still picking up first downs with his legs despite the knee. I think it was Jacob Media, your, your, the outlet you work for also, John, uh, with Jody McDonald, do a great job with that show. Um, Birds 365 every morning from 8 to 10. Uh, I think that outlet reported, I think he's got 39 first downs with his legs in the last. Yeah. Leads the NFL. Yeah. yeah. And and that's with the bad knee. So, you know, Jalen Hurts just continues to, to really amaze me from where you thought he was at years ago. Can he be the guy? Well, yeah, he is the guy. And the second half really hinges, I think, on Jalen Hurts and staying healthy and uh, continuing to do what he's doing. So, yeah, no problems with that first half MVP. Um, and then your next category was the what the best offensive player of of the of this first half. Of yeah, this- I, that, I went. I I gave the best offensive player and and best player overall. I combined them to AJ Brown, uh, who I think has been unbelievable, and I think he's been. You know, you and I do for uh, Eagles today, uh, si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles. We do a top 25 best player list in the off season coming into the season. Then we do it at the end of the season. If we were doing it mid season, my number one would be AJ Brown. I mean, he has been just when, when you do something nobody else has ever done. They've been playing NFL football for a while. 
So six consecutive games with 125 or more receiving yards. Think about the think about Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, T.O. Calvin Johnson. None of them, none of them did it. Uh, A.J. Brown did it. So he, yeah. to me, has been the best pure Eagles player during this eight and one start. It would really be testing my memory to see where to remember where we had him ranked in our preseason top twenty-five. Uh, rankings, but it wasn't number one. I don't think. I think we. Had... I had him number two, so I'm going to pat myself on the back. I, I, I had Lane remember. Johnson number yeah. one, uh, yeah. which is never a bad choice. But um, yeah, yeah. AJ's really good, really good. Um, and but he's been even better, and he's been dominant. I don't know how you stop him if you're an opposing defensive coordinator because. The old dad, you know, he's got that sign in his locker, Ed, that we see every week, always open. He's not really always open, but he is always open. That's the point of that sign, because even when he's not open, he's open Mm -hmm. because he turns 50-50 balls into 70-30, maybe 80-20 for the Eagles. He's got two signs that say always open in that locker room. He's added one, so now he's got two always open signs. But yeah, what I mean, listen, he's already over a thousand yards, right? Uh, you know, fastest eagle to ever do that. He set the uh receiving yardage record in team history last year with I think it was 1496 yards. I certainly think he's gonna surpass that. Um, he belongs in probably the MVP conversation. You know, I know it's pretty much a quarterback driven award, but you could certainly put Tyree Kill and A.J. Brown both uh, in that MVP category. Um, so, yeah, certainly a good selection there. And then, of course, we go to the defensive side of the ball. And who was your defensive MVP of the first half? Yeah, this one's going to create some controversy, I think, because he hasn't been the best defensive player. But I think the MVP on defense for the Eagles in the first half has been Darius Slay. Um, and my thought process behind that is, They've had so many moving parts um, in the back end and everything from injuries to guys changing positions. And, you know, the one constant has been Slay on the outside. And even as they're leaking oil against Dallas, he goes in 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 that final drive to shut down C.D. Lamb, who had scorched them the entire game because nobody else could handle him. And... He goes in there and he gets the job done. You bring up his captaincy, the the way he he tries to um, um, help his teammates, tries to to buoy them, tries to give them confidence, especially the younger players. I think he's been so important to this defense. Um, the defensive front, that's where all the, the, the best players are, but if you're – the strict, and that's what I was going. Who's who's most valuable in those first nine games? I think, I think it's been Darius Slay. Yeah, that's a, that's not too controversial in my opinion. You're right. I mean, that back end has really been kind of a revolving door when you think about it. And James Bradbury isn't having the same kind of season that he had last year. There's no question he has struggled, especially here in the last couple games heading into the bye. Um, but Slay is, and you really see his leadership show when you talk to the guy. He's always talking about, you know, we have to get better back there, and we have to do this, and we have to do that. And you know, I love that leadership from him. I mean, he's he's got two interceptions, I think, uh, here at the halfway point. He talks about getting to thirty. He thinks that gets him into the Hall of Fame if he gets to thirty. He's got twenty eight in his career 
I'm not sure, but you know, I, I would not argue. So, I mean, you could talk about Hassan Reddick and you know what he's done. He struggled early with a thumb injury and whatnot, but um, you know, I guess that kind of leads us into your next category, which was the first half defensive uh, player of the first half. I guess right? Was that what it was? Uh, yeah, for a best defensive player. So, sort of the you know, as they say, the offensive player we gave to best offensive player to AJ Brown and best overall player. I want Josh Sweat for best defensive player. You kind of mentioned you can argue with Son Reddick, but I, I think um uh, I, I think the early games where he's struggling coming off the thumb surgery hasn't been as consistent, uh, but has had a great finish. Um and then Jalen Carter, I think arguably has been the most impactful defensive player, maybe the most talented defensive player, but he doesn't play enough. Uh, the Eagles, you know, um, as a rookie, they're trying to work him in. They're very cognizant of this rotation. They want to come at you in waves. Um, and Josh just plays a lot more. So from that perspective, you can make arguments for a lot of guys, but I, I want Josh Sweat, who's having a great year, mm -hmm. six and a half sacks. Uh, he's near the top of the league. I know next-gen stats has him number one. Uh, PFS has him with 46 right in the top two or three. Nobody's pressured the quarterback more. And when we talk about all those problems in the secondary, I've argued the Eagles' best slot corner has been their pass rush because when they get home, they affect the quarterback, and that helps alleviate all those slot issues. Um, and I think Josh is just maybe the most underrated player on the Eagles and has had a, a very good first half. Yeah, and I think you said probably the most underrated defensive player in the NFL, maybe, right? I mean, and not just on the Eagles. Yeah, I, I, one of the most underrated edge rushers, I think, yeah. you know, because people think Reddick first, and rightfully, Hassan's a great player, but I just, you know, people kind of forget about how good Sweaty Jay is. He doesn't like Josh, so I'll call him Sweaty Jay. Sweaty Jay. Well, I'm looking up his numbers here, and, you know, uh, his sack totals have gone up every single year that he has been in the league. Um, and, you know, when he came out, he had the knee situation that, you know, the Eagles kind of managed, the, you know, their way through. They didn't play him a whole lot. So he didn't have any sacks in year one. Year two, he gets four. Year three, he gets six. Year four, he gets seven and a half. And then uh, last year, he comes up with 11. He's got six and a half. He's on pace to perhaps even continue this streak of getting better in sack totals from year to year. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he does it, of course. I mean, he's just, he's so good and he's just so quick off the line. And um, I don't know what his contract situation is, but they're really going to have to look into maybe giving him more money. Uh, how old is Josh? Josh is 26. Um, yeah, they got him to an extension. They already signed him, but that's one of those things. They signed him and they got a good deal, as Howie Roseman uh, typically does, and now he's outplayed it. So we talked about that already with Hassan Reddick. Josh Sweat's sort of been in the same category. He signed a, a three-year, $40 million extension, um, and he's underpaid already, yeah. uh, judging by the other edge rushers. So. Yeah, how, but but we worry. That's the offseason stuff. That's what Howie Roseman's great at. Uh, but he signed it on September of 2021. So, 
He's got 2022, 2023 this year and 2024, but yeah, they might start thinking about another extension. Yeah. That's what, how he did, right. He signed him on potential. I mean, yeah. uh, and the same, I think that he signed Jordan Malata. Jordan on day one. Yeah. Day one of that season, I believe, or the day before the opener. Right. Um, uh, they opened the Nick Sirianni's first game in Atlanta um, back in 2021. So and then a week later, I think it was they signed Josh Sweat. And, and again, based on potential and yeah. both these guys have lived up to it. But uh, yeah, good, good case there for uh, for uh, Josh Sweat. Uh, best rookie of the first half. Boy, that was a tough one, huh? That was um, a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not uh, Keely Ringo, although he's done a great job in other areas. Not yeah, specific. he has. Yeah. Uh... But who's yeah, your best? Carter has been. Yeah, uh, the the rest of the NFL should be ashamed of themselves that they gifted Jalen Carter to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, he's not only been one of the the best rookies; he's been one of the best defensive players in the NFL. Um, right there, you could make an argument he's been the best interior player in the league. Um. Now he doesn't, as I said, the one thing that the next step is playing more, but I, I don't even know if the Eagles want that because they want to keep this. They're so deep at defensive tackle. Um, but when he's out there, Ed, I mean, he's unblockable. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, this was a great situation because so many of his college teammates are here and he's good friends with Jordan Davis and, uh, Nicobe Dean and Nolan Smith, and uh, you mentioned Ringo, so many Georgia guys. Um, but he's so gifted. Very, I, I can't even think of when the Eagles, and you can go back to Fletcher Cox, it's obvious. And Fletcher was it, it, it is one of the best defensive players in franchise history. But just from a pure talent perspective, even he's he's not close to Jalen Carter. Um, like I said, he's unblockable. Yeah, he's got all uh, the traits, all the skills that you need. Quickness, off the ball, strength, speed. And he's only going to get better. Yeah. He's he's a rookie. It it's just and he got the Eagles went up one spot to get him to make sure he should have been if he didn't have some of the off the field issues, he should have been the number one pick in the draft. Um and arguably the best team in football was handed the best player in the draft. That's yeah. how I feel with Jalen Carter. I, I would even say that he's helped Fletcher Cox's game. I mean, Fletcher's having a really nice year, and everybody thought, well, this might be his final year. But I, I think Fletcher's will be back next year. I think having Jalen Carter and even Jordan Davis and Milton Williams, these other two young D tackles, I think has kind of elevated Fletcher's game. I think he's energized by this youth. and Yeah, he's having a great year. Yeah. Uh, and that helps, you know, when you don't have to play as much. And, and, and Fletcher's been playing more recently. They probably want to limit his snaps even a little bit more to where he gets to the point where, you know, Brandon Graham, you know, look at Brandon at the end of the Cowboys game. You know, one of the reasons why he was able to make such impactful games is he's not playing. 40 snaps uh, a game and he still got that juice to make big plays late. I think that's the ultimate place they want to get with Fletcher Cox and yeah, Jalen Carter might help him get there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think that's the kind of the ancillary benefit too of having Jalen Carter is the effect he's had on the veteran Fletcher Cox. Uh, who's your most improved uh, player first half? 
Reed Blankenship, man, what 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 a story Reed Blankenship is uh, coming out of Middle Tennessee State. You know, I think the Eagles gave him the least amount of their undrafted rookie class in 2022. They gave him five thousand dollars, and um, ultimately, um, he he sort of outplayed Kayvon Wallace behind the scenes, and um, all of a sudden, when C.J. Gardner Johnson gets hurt, he gets thrown in there. First undrafted rookie to ever intercept Darren Rodgers, just steady, you know, was a five-year starter at Middle Tennessee State. And I think everybody came into training camp this year, Ed, saying, well, it'll probably be Terrell Edmonds, and and then, you know, maybe Sidney Brown will beat out uh, Reed Blankenship. And we show up to training camp day one, Reed Blankenship, the only safety that got every single first-team rep, Everybody else was rotating around him, next to him. Uh, and now you look at that, and Kayvon's not even here. Terrell Edmonds is not even here. They trade for Kevin Byar, the only all-Middle Tennessee State back end in the NFL, I assume, in NFL history. Um, he's just a good player. And yeah. he's, you know, we talked about Jalen Carter. This is an example of the NFL as a whole just missing on a player. Um, he He's a good player in his second year who wasn't even drafted. So, and I, and by the way, I don't even give the Eagles that much credit because they only gave him five grand. They weren't expecting much out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just showed up and he can play. Took ownership of that job. The thing I like about Blankenship is the guy never sweats. You know, we talked to him. Yeah, after the, the hair never moves, I'm he jealous of that, obviously. Yeah, but he does, he's not even dripping with perspiration. Looks like fresh as, you know, like he just stepped out of the shower. And it's the same way after games. I mean, the guy, you just, he never see him sweat. Um, so, yeah, good, good pick there with Reed Blankenship. Certainly has uh, someone that the Eagles can count on here probably for the next few years. And on that back end, going to require more money at some point. But uh, right now, he's he's got that job locked down. Uh, all right. So, your best uh, late signing uh, for the Eagles. Uh, who would that be? Uh, Zach Cunningham, man. I mean, you know, the Eagles got to camp and, and sort of looked at their linebacker situation. Obviously, they weren't uh, um, they weren't spending a lot of assets on it as they typically don't. They lose T.J. Edwards. They lose Kaiser White. They expected Nicobe Dean to take the big step forward, um, but they still needed that second linebacker. And I think it was August 6th when Howie said, you know what, uh, we don't have him yet. He brought in, took two swings, um, Ian Cunningham, Miles Jack. And, you know, one of them didn't work. Miles Jack sort of, uh, he ultimately re- retired. He saw the writing on the wall. He wasn't going to make the team. But Ian Cunningham just seized the role of, of weak side linebacker. And you can make an argument he's been their best linebacker. Um, you can also make that argument, uh, for Nicholas Morrow, uh, who's the guy they kind of overlooked in training camp and now is the starting middle linebacker. And they've both been better than N'Kobe Dean, which is the player they wanted to step forward. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Ian Cunningham, um, signing Thank was, was a good one by Howie Roseman. And hopefully in the second half, Bradley Roby can push him for that year end award. Yeah, Roby. 
Yeah, he'll be back probably against the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. But yeah, and you know, Miles Jack was the guy. Everybody's like, "Oh, Miles Jack." What? Yeah, Miles was a bigger name. Yeah. Everybody's like, "Oh, yeah, Zach Cunningham. Yeah, he's pretty good too." But you know, he's the one that never comes off the field now. He's the linebacker out there for every snap. So, yeah, certainly a good season leads the team in tackles. Um, I still think Reed Blankenship will be the guy that leads him in tackles before this season's over. But right now, Zach has that. Um, And like you said, Nick Morrow has been very good too. He was an earlier signing though. He was signed in March, I think. So, Uh, but Cunningham qualifies for sure as a late signing and we'll see if Bradley Roby can come on and stabilize that slot uh, once that shoulder injury is healed. Um, All right. So you have the best position group uh, of the, of the first half, who, who, which position group gets your nod here? Um, uh, The defensive front, I think has just been unbelievable. I I mean, we talk about, the back end and and all the issues at slot corner. There have been so many slot corners. I think nine different bodies at slot corner in nine games. And um, uh, I've argued the best slot cornerback on the Eagles is the pass rush because, you know, if you look at the specific games, uh, the Rams with Cooper Cup, the Cowboys with C.D. Lamb, and even if you go back to Minnesota when that was the game Avante Maddox got hurt in, um, they really couldn't do anything with Justin Jefferson um, after Avante went down. Those are the games where really the defensive front has had to step up. They did it late against the Cowboys. They did it in the second half against the Rams. Um, and I think it was Bucky Brooks. He was the one who said it um, early in training camp, he said, uh, this is the best position group in the entire NFL, regardless. So every position group on every NFL team, he said the Eagles defensive front was the best. And I got a hard time disagreeing with him. I really do. I think you could put the 49ers up there now with the acquisition of Chase Young, but we'll see about that. Listen, the Eagles defense, I I saw a stat here during the week that I I think of 12 – of their 30 sacks that they have this season have come in the final five minutes of a game. So, you know, that to me is just incredible when you're thinking about, you got to go out and win a game and that defensive front comes up big more often. And that speaks to the depth as well. Late in the game, they come at you in waves and then the guys aren't tired because they, they limit those reps and and they're able to make big plays. Brandon Graham again against the Cowboys. What, got a sack and he got half of another sack late in the game. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it helps to have those closers. How about special teams? Can't overlook them. Who, uh, who's your MVP of the special team unit here? Uh, Yeah. I, well, it's see, it's too obvious. It's Jake Elliott, but I I gave Jake Elliott best specialist because he's been phenomenal. So you got to give him a note, but I, I will say if you look at the Eagles last season, I think most people think, their team last year is a little bit better than this team, but this team uh, this season keeps growing. But the one issue they had, they were bottom five on special teams, whether you look at Rick Goslin's uh, special team statistical rankings or the film guys from PFF, everybody had a bottom five. Um, this year, they're top 10. And Michael Clay keeps bringing up uh, Josh Job and 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 uh, Kaylee Ringo. I know everybody's disappointed with Ringo not being able to get on the field at cornerback, 
but he's been a great special teams player for the Eagles. Same with Josh Job, who's lost his job on defense to Eli Ricks. Um, but they've been great as punt gunners. And every time we talk to Michael Clay about the year Britton Covey is having, which he I gave him an honorable mention, he keeps bringing up Job and Ringo as blockers as well. That let Britton Covey sort of have a little bit more space than he had last year. And he's second league in punt returning. So the improvements on special teams has probably been the greatest of any aspect of this team. And I think the key to that are, are Josh Jobin and Kelly Ringo. So I gave him co-MVPs for the first half. Yeah, I'll say, too, Braden Mann has really become a better punter than Aaron Sippas. Now, the Eagles don't punt that much, but against the Cowboys – Man had to punt, I think it was five times. He had a gross of over 51 yards and only a net of over 47 yards. So, you know, he's doing a nice job. I think he pinned the Cowboys inside the 20 twice, including at the end of the game before the Cowboys mounted that late rally that almost won the game but fell short. Um, but no fault of man's. I mean, he put it where it, where it had to be at that point uh, inside the 20. So, uh, yeah, let's move on here. We're, we're kind of winding down. Uh, best job by an assistant coach. Yeah, I went with uh, 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 Ronald uh, Ronald Williams, who was the Nichols coach. I mean, the Eagles are one of the only teams in the NFL um, to have a Nichols coach, and uh, he's done a tremendous job just from the standpoint of getting people ready to play that position, whether it's guys who aren't used to playing it, like James Bradbury, or Sidney Brown, or Eli Ricks, or guys that he's had to get ready within a week, like Bradley Roby and Josiah Scott coming back from Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, just the fact that it, typically when you lose um, multiple players at one position, it's really, really bad. And statistically, it's been bad at times, as I mentioned really bad against Cooper Cup for a half, really bad against C.D. Lamb, really bad against Jefferson. These are all great players. But typically you lose games. The Eagles are 8-1, and one, even with all this movement at slot cornerback. And the fact that he's gotten guys ready, like Eli Ricks, we talked about, he's the Reed Blankenship of this year. They gave him five grand. Um, he's an outside corner. He's 6'2". He's in there working in the slot, never did it before, playing in NFL games, being serviceable. I'm, I think that's pretty impressive. And, you know, give the Eagles credit. Not many NFL teams have a slot cornerback coach, um, but good foresight, especially the way things have played out in the slot and he's had these guys ready. I mean, Bradley Roby is their fourth starter. I think that they've had in the slot or the fourth different person. I mean, and, and you go all the way back to August and Zach McPherson, yeah. because I think people forget that. So, you know, about they've lost Avante Maddox, Zach McPherson, Bradley Roby, Sidney Brown was hurt and missed three games. Um, they've, they've had so much injury, so much attrition and, they persevered, and hopefully Bradley Roby calms it down after the uh, bye, and I think he will. Um, they're due for some good luck in the slot, um, but 
they they've managed to persevere and that's pretty impressive to me yeah and especially if you're an assistant coach and you can beat out Jeff Stoutland for this type of an award you know and Stout's done a good job too I mean especially at right guard you lose Jurgens Stout, Stout's like Michael Jordan you want to give it to somebody else you don't want to give yeah. it to the same guy every year or Jake Elliott, like you said, he could have been the special teams guy, but he's a specialist. But yeah, I mean, and then Stout's done a great job. As I he... did mention Stout because Ed, real quick, think about it. Everybody, like the deep reserves, Josh Sills, Indianapolis picks him up. Uh, um, Brett Toth, uh, uh, Carolina picks him up. Julian Good Jones, Washington, uh, signs just signs him off the practice squad. It's unbelievable. Remember Tyrese Robinson? He yeah. got a job in Minnesota. And everybody picks up these guys just because they said, oh, they, they work with Stoutland. There's got to be something there. Coyote Owasika starting for the Detroit Lions offensive line. Another uh, Jeff Stoutland enrollee at Stoutland yeah. University. Halapuli Bati Baitai got $40 million, I think, from Detroit. Yeah. All right, let's move on, and then we'll wrap this up. Most disappointing player, John. First half. Ah, oh, boy, it's got to be Nicobe Dean. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, the availability is is one part of it. Um, because he got injured in the season opener at New England with a foot injury. Now he injures his other foot, uh, and he's got a Liz Frank sprain. He's going to be out. Tends to be a six to eight week injury. Yep. Um, maybe it's a season ending for him. But he hasn't played well when he's been on the field either. Right. And, and, and I shouldn't say that. He's fine in run support. He's done a solid job. But he's been really bad in pass coverage. Um, and Nicholas Morrow's just been better. And Zach Cunningham's just been better. And I'm, I am I was writing myself scouting for the Eagles before the news came out that N'Kobe Dean was going to be out for six or eight weeks. And um, I said – before I knew that, I said Nicholas Morris should be the starting middle linebacker. He's just outplayed him. Mm-hmm. And this is a Super Bowl team. This is not – if this were the Carolina Panthers, I'd say, well, yeah, you you play N'Kobe Dean because you want to think about the long term. But um, this is a Super Bowl-level team, and it's got to be a meritocracy. And if, if Morris is a better player, he's got to be on the field. And he's a better player. He's going to be on the field. But – only because of injury. Um, and yeah, I think he's been the most disappointing Eagle because there were a lot of uh, expectations and the Eagles built their whole defensive plan on him wearing the green dot and it just hasn't worked out. Yeah. I would put James Bradbury kind of as a, maybe a runner up or a dishonorable mention, whatever you want to say. I mean, I don't think Bradbury's had, a very good year, at least lately. You know, maybe he got off to an okay start, but uh, yeah, I would agree on the Kobe Dean. Uh, all right, so that's going to do it for John and me. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of your Eagles Insiders podcast here on the Fans First Sports Network. John and I will be back after the bye week is over as the Eagles prepare to play a Super Bowl 57 rematch against the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead Stadium on Monday night. Thanks again for listening. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. 
We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've been listening to a recording of the Philadelphia Eagles Insider Podcast on the Fan First Sports Network. 